Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here. And if you're a longtime listener, viewer, follower, you know, however you absorb my content, you know essentially my relationship with Mark Zuckerberg and the fact that I honestly don't like this individual. Now, I get along with everybody, uh, you know, for the most part, but when I read about just the lack of compassion that this individual has for the well-being of others, it it, it deeply bothers me. Now, if you live in any society, any society whatsoever, I don't care if it's the United States, wherever you live around the globe, understand that societies have to, in some way, shape, or form, run on compassion. And those that don't usually end up being authoritarian nightmares of whatever political bent. And the reason being is, if you're a leader of anything, part of what you have to do is show compassion to those that are around you, those that you are leading, to understand that, you know, while there is justice and there is the letter of the law, there is also such thing as compassion and understanding. And if you are running, let's say, an organization or a corporation that, that has, let's say, millions, in this case, billions of subscribers, followers, you know, those that essentially make you who you are, understanding and appreciating the fact that the infrastructure of a society like the United States has given you the ability to rise to become one of the most powerful and, and wealthy people on the planet really comes with great responsibility. You can't act uncompassionately. You have to understand that that where you're going is 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 where we are going to in some way, shape, or form, it, especially those that are using your products. This is the problem that we have. Because when faced with knowledge, faced with understanding, faced with data that shows that you are harming somebody, you should do everything that you can in your power, regardless of cost, to make sure that that is that is course corrected, that is set right. But what we have here is consistency. Consistency in doing the exact opposite. Consistency at essentially looking at humans and, and, and prioritizing profit over their well-being. And that is difficult. We have a legion of addicted adults. We have a legion of addicted, of addicted children and addicted teens to Facebook and social media. And while Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, or Meta as they call themselves, isn't the only game, they are the biggest game. And they were the behemoth that founded the social media era, era, taking it over from Friendster and eventually MySpace to become the literal behemoth, absorbing those other potential competitors initially like Instagram. And that's a huge problem. And so we have longitudinal studies on Mark Zuckerberg, on Facebook, on their tactics, on everything else. We have whistleblowers like Francis Haugen that confirmed the worst fears that we were seeing. We have seen Facebook drive a wedge into society by not curbing things like artificial intelligence, uh, or I should say, well, artificial intelligence for their algorithms, but also disinformation campaigns, which are demonstrably proven at this point. And so when we are looking at this, Understanding that we are adults and we are making rational decisions, whether we're fighting addiction like Facebook and social media addiction, doom scrolling and all of those things, or any other addiction, we have to own our actions. But one of the actions that we have as responsible adults is to basically have compassion and to guide the next generation. And when they have addiction, when they have issues, when they are experiencing these kinds of things, and we have warning signs all around us, and yet those warning signs go unheeded by the person that could honestly make the biggest impact in this by running the largest social media platform on the, in the country and in the world, excuse me, that's a huge problem. 
Now, this, re this latest reporting is coming from Brian Fung of CNN and is absolutely infuriating. And I'm really keeping my cool here because, quite frankly, I did a video a few years back called It's Time to Put Mark Zuckerberg in Jail. And that was a half hour long video that had thousands of views, et cetera, et cetera. And this adds to the cacophony of just absolute disgust that I have for this platform. It really is. And to be perfectly honest, the only reason why I stay on the Facebook platform with my public presence is to put out content like this in the hopes that other people will see this and other people will realize just what a problem this is. The only way to combat this is to use the system against it, I feel. And that is why I am there. And that is the only reason why I am there at this point. And so with that, Outside of probably my own addiction, to be perfectly honest. Outside of that, let's talk about what Brian Fung of CNN has recently talked about. Because Meta CEO, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, has personally and repeatedly thwarted initiatives meant to improve the well-being of teens on Facebook and Instagram, at times directly overruling some of his most senior lieutenants, according to internal communications that have now been made public as part of an ongoing lawsuit against this disaster and this havoc of a company. Now, the newly sealed, uh, unsealed communications in this lawsuit, originally filed by, Ma in, by Massachusetts last month in state court, allegedly show how Zuckerberg ignored or shut down top executives, including Instagram CEO Adam Missouri, uh, uh, or Missouri, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, and President of Global Affairs Nick Clegg, who had asked Zuckerberg to do more to protect the more than 30 million teens who use Instagram in the United States, let alone other countries around the world. Billion at least, I would guess. Now, the disclosures highlight basically Zuckerberg's sway over the decisions that meta can affect billions of users. They also shed light on tensions that have occasionally arisen between Zuckerberg and other meta officials uh, who have basically pushed to enhance user well-being because he apparently does not. So let's go through what these basically uncovered. So Zuckerberg vetoed in 2019 a proposal that would have disabled Instagram's so-called beauty filters. This is a technology that digitally alters a user's on-screen appearance and allegedly harms teens' mental health by promoting unrealistic body image expectations, according to the unredacted version of the complaint filed this week by Massachusetts officials. And this, for the record, has a lot of studies. They hired internal teams. There have been a ton of longitudinal studies that have looked at this. They are driving depression. And imagine being that teenage girl or boy that looks at that absolutely perfect Instagram model with all those filters, not realizing how that's digitally altered and think, I will never live up to that. I am ugly. Imagine the self-issues that that causes. Now, after sitting on this proposal for literally months, Zuckerberg wrote to his deputies in April of 2020, asserting that there was, quote unquote, demand for the filters and that he had seen, quote, no data, end quote, suggesting that the filters were harmful, according to the complaint. We know that's a lie, thanks to Francis Haugen. Now, despite Zuckerberg's conclusion... The proposal has enjoyed broad support, according to the lawsuit, including from Missouri, uh, Instagram's policy chief, Karina Newton, the head of Facebook, Fiji Simo, and Meta's vice president of product design, Margaret Gold Stewart. I apologize for any names I am mispronouncing. That is common for me. Now, Simo and Missouri uh, basically had lamented at other times, according to the lawsuit, that a lack of investment in well-being initiatives meant Meta lacked a, quote, roadmap of work that demonstrates we care about well-being. Well-being, end quote. It's rather obvious they don't. 
Now, Stewart had first pitched the idea to disable beauty filters, citing recommendations by academics and Meta's outside advisors, meaning they paid people to look at this. While Newton wrote an email adding in, it had strong backing from departments, including, quote, comms, marketing, and policy, again, according to the lawsuit. But after Chief Technology Officer Andrew Bosworth brought the matter to Zuckerberg's attention, Zuckerberg ultimately rejected the plan and the filters were allowed to remain, according to the complaint. Obviously, despite the fact that they are harming literally tens of millions of teens here, especially girls in the United States, not to mention probably like a billion around the world. Stewart later wrote to Zuckerberg fretting that his decision uh, not to disable the filters could come back to haunt the company. Quote, I respect your call on this and I'll support it, but want to say for the record that I don't think it's the right call given the risks. I just hope that years from now we will look back and feel good about the decision we have made. End quote. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel good about this at all. If you have any compassion in your life, any compassion in your body. Now, in response to the newly unsealed communications, Meta spokesperson Andy Stone said, image filters are commonly used in the industry. If that's some kind of excuse, if that's some kind of excuse to use, it's wrong there too then as well, isn't it? Quote, while filters exist across every major social platform and smartphone camera, Meta bans those that directly promote cosmetic surgery, changes in skin color, or extreme weight loss. We clearly note when a filter is being used, and we work to proactively review effects against these rules before they go live. And the only reason, end quote, the only reason they are doing that is because Norway passed a rule. That is why. You can go Google Norway Instagram image filter and read articles on that. That is why that happened. That was not altruistic by any way, shape, or form by Meta or Facebook. Now, Stone also added as a rebuttal that Meta offers 30 tools to support teens and families, including the ability to set screen time limits and the option to remove light counts from posts. We don't see that information. And unless you are somebody like me reading and looking for this, most parents don't understand this. They don't know how to protect their kids. They give their kids phones, they give them basic lessons, and then the kids are let loose. We see it time and time and time again, and study after study after study has proven that. Now, in unredacted portions of that complaint, the Massachusetts suit also alleges that the experiment to remove like counts from posts, codenamed Project Daisy, had originally been proposed as an app-wide default but was later downgraded to opt-in features that is rarely used. Go ask the creator and the inventor of the like. It wasn't Mark Zuckerberg. It was one of his lieutenants. And to this day, it's his deepest regret. This platform has addicted us. This platform is very serious when it comes to mental health and mental harm. And it is harming teenagers. And if you are listening to this and you have teens in your life or you have kids coming up on social media, the studies have shown consistently. Go read Jonathan Haidt, The Calling of the American Mind. Go read iGen by Gene Twenge. Go read these books. Go educate yourself. If they start at 19 on social media, they're vastly more well-adjusted. Remember, it's cyberbullying. It's image issues. It's addiction. It's a huge problem, not to mention isolation and lack of personal socialization one-on-one. -on -one. This is going to continue to be a problem for the entire world until we take action. 
And when non-compassionate people allow, are allowed to rule the world in the name of profit or in the name of authority or power, this is what we end up with. A harmed population. And that's exactly what we are. It is time to put Mark Zuckerberg in jail.